back to God Power uh, channel. This is the channel where we're going to unlock the God Power that's laying dormant within inside of you. Uh, but right now, we're focusing on breaking down the Bible so it makes sense. Because I believe that's where you got to start off. You got to have a foundation somewhere. And for my journey, what I found out is the foundation, like the most solid foundation that you can have is God. So um, let's break down the word so that we understand what God was trying to tell us in the word. So that we could live, you know what I'm saying, according to his word. And unlock the God power. You feel me? Um, right now we're focusing on Galatians. And uh, I don't know if you caught the last one. But the last one was just an intro. Where we just basically did a synopsis. Of what the um, book of Galatians was about. And real briefly I'll go over that. It was just. It's a letter that Paul the apostle wrote. Uh, he wrote it to the churches. Uh, that he established on his missionary trips. And he wrote it to them just so that he was he was trying to basically let them know that they were not preaching the word the right way. They were they were trying to make the Gentile believers, like the non-Jew believers, do Jewish customs, and that's what made them get saved. When in reality, uh, it's really just the faith in Christ is what's supposed to be making you get saved. However, in this one, we're gonna break down chapter one. Uh, I'm going to go through all, a, a lot of the verses that I thought that were um, like that stood out to me and break them down so that we can get the message of chapter one across. And, uh, you know, if you have anything to say, just comment. Uh, I'm always down for suggestions, open to talk or whatever. But uh, let's, let's go ahead and get into it right here. So, Paul. It starts off with Paul is explaining who he is. He's an apostle sent by God, uh, not by man. They make that very clear. He's sent by God. Okay, cool. He has a message for the churches of Galatia. And um, as we talked about last time, Galatia is like in Turkey. It's like uh, by the Mediterranean Sea, basically. And the, the the way he starts off the letters is really powerful. He has like a really powerful opening. Like this is, he, he says, this is verse three. He's like, grace and peace to you from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ, who gave himself for our sins to rescue us from the present evil age according to the will of our God and Father, to whom be the glory forever and ever. Amen. Like that is a statement. In, at the beginning of any letter, you know what I'm saying? You're sending out God first before yourself. So establishing whoever's reading this letter, yo, it's not me talking to y'all. This is like some authority that I got through God talking to, talking to y'all. Like that's like the level of seriousness that introduction makes this letter have. Like I, I don't know, just some kind of impact for that. And, and going further, he, he's just... Um, after the verses, after number three, he's like scolding the churches, kind of, sort of. Basically, it seems like the churches have diverted away from the early teachings of Christ, and they're turning to like a different gospel, which is basically no gospel, some made up shit, some like human made up gospel. Um, the, he goes on to verse seven. He's like, people are throwing you into confusion and trying to pervert you, uh, pervert the gospel of Christ, and which is exactly you know exactly why he's writing these letters to them 
number eight is like God's curse is wished upon those who preach the gospel other than the one that's originally preached. So basically all these false preachers out here, <laughs> literally Paul, one of Jesus's homies is wishing God's curse on all the people who is not preaching like the real original word, which is outlined in this letter to Galatians. Huh? That's why we're going over it first. Now I was kind of curious because I, I didn't know what God's curse was. I didn't know God had a curse like to what I grew up believing. You know what I'm saying? I believe God's omnipotent, loving, you know, unconditional. But according to this and according to the Bible, he does have a curse. And there's um, a couple sources that I did note that uh, pointed out what his curse is. And that's like Deuteronomy. <laughs> Do the right thing of me. Deuteronomy 28.15. But if you will not obey the voice of the Lord your God or be careful to do all his commandments or statutes, blah, 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 then all the curses will come upon you and take you. So that's one part he talks about curses. And then in Genesis 2, uh, 15 through 17, they talk about curses. Adam and Eve cursed by being cast out of the abundant life in Eden. Uh, the only way to break the curse, which is placed upon everyone, is by trusting in the Lord's salvation. And that is going to be in Galatians chapter 3, which, you know, I'll get to later in another video. But that 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 just kind of intrigued me to see that God had a curse. And I guess if you think back to Adam and Eve, then yeah, I guess that, that was a curse, you know what I'm saying? And it was placed on everybody, but that's the point of Jesus. So that, you know what I'm saying, you could lift that curse by believing in God, Son. So, going over to um, verse 10, uh, this is one of the uh, powerful verse, or basically a sentence that I think is dope. He said, he says, if I were still trying to please people, I would not be a servant of Christ. And that's some true stuff. Like, the moment you stop trying to please people, um, it is the moment when you realize that you have the power to serve Christ. And what does it even mean to serve Christ? Like, that's where, you know what I'm saying, the real revelations happen when people answer that question for themselves. I can't answer it for you. So you got to figure out that for you. Um, in verse 11, Paul must make it clear that the gospel that he's speaking of is, is not of human origin. He received it by revelation from Jesus Christ, which is one of those revelations which I was just talking about. So Paul received this revelation, and he's trying to let these people know it's not of human origin. Listen, this is not me telling y'all this. Going on into verse 13 to 14, he explains his past and how he he was advancing through the church by uh, fulfilling all the traditions that they used to have. And he was the best tradition fulfiller they had. And he was just Mr. Goody Two-Shoes in the church. But he was doing it by, by the wrong means. Um, he was forcing people into traditions and... Um, as we talked about last time, he was actually persecuting people who who believed otherwise. So, you know, he wasn't on the right path at that point. But going on number 16, it's like when God called him, he had an immediate response. And his, uh, his immediate response was not to go consult other human beings. It was like, word, God, I got you. I understand that. I recognize that's you. All right, what you need me to do? Uh, like oftentimes when... 
if you or if you're open where you where you can hear from God or you can get the revelations or your intuition is very strong and it speaks to you, um, we have a a moment of time where we will question it, and not only will we just question it, we'll we'll go to other people and ask them for their confirmation, and that is definitely not the way to do things. You have to learn to trust your spirit of God inside of you that is speaking to you through you and trust it without question and follow it because that is the real voice of the God and it's always been with you and it'll always guide you so um, in verse 16 it makes it real clear that Paul had an immediate response you know what I'm saying he didn't consult any other human beings as a matter of fact the only human beings that he uh, even was around for three years was Simon Peter, which is another apostle of Jesus, and James, which is Jesus's brother. Uh, now Simon Peter is called Cephas, which is translated to what we will say the Rock, and that was his name. So they call this dude the Rock. So he was around the Rock, and then around Jesus's brother, which is what? When did Jesus get a brother? I didn't know this. So whole time. This dude named James, another apostle, has been Jesus's brother. I think they should have taught us that because, like, I don't know. It doesn't make that much difference, but I just think it's cool to to know that Jesus has a brother. I mean, dang. Um, so um, they skip ahead to verses uh, 22 through 23, and it ends at 24. And 20 through, 22 to 24 is basically saying that the churches of Judah— they didn't know who um, Paul was, so it's like he doesn't really have any street credit at this point. Uh, but they have heard of him, and they praise God that he is now preaching the word instead of persecuting Christians. So at that point, he does have some some good points going for him, um, but they do know who he was, and they do know that, that the power of God has reverted him, so... You know, that's just another reason to praise God. And um, basically, that's the end of chapter one. After this, he's getting ready to go out on the mission trip. Um, and they'll explain it a little bit. And then it goes into the letter. So, again, thank you for listening. Uh, thanks for chilling out with me and breaking down Galatians chapter one. Um, if you have any comments, definitely put them below and like and subscribe. And yo, thanks. And remember, you got that God Tapping the sources, calling the vibes. I just thank God I'm alive. I just thank God that I'm fly. I just thank God for my guns. Every night, these niggas they step in my spirit.